things which do appear. You may be seated. I am going to step way out on a tiny limb this morning, and I'm going to make a statement. And I hope and pray that you stay with me as I take the statement that I'm going to be giving you, which I feel very, very anxious about, and I begin to expound on it and show you why I can make that statement, okay? Will you give me the time allotted from God to explain the statement that I'm about to make? All right, thank you. You know what I have here? The Word of God, the written Word of God. I want to get everybody's attention. This is the written Word of God. My wife and I have such a love for it that nothing gets on top of it. Okay? Nothing. However, I've come to realize, here's that statement. I've come to realize that this is not the most precious thing in my life. I'm not talking about my wife. I'm not talking about my children or grandchildren. The written Word of God. Wow. I give it honor. It's important to me. But it's not the most important thing to me. Now, some of you are thinking, well, it must be God. Well, this is what this is. So what am I trying to share with you this morning? that some of you have got your attention. If this written word is not the most important thing in my life, what is? The spoken word. The written word alone will not heal you. It will not deliver you. It will not be effective in your life. Just The written word alone. You see, the written word came by the Holy Ghost as he spoke to holy men, and they pinned it down. So you know the saying the world comes up with, which is foolish, what came first, the chicken or the egg? That's ridiculous. Some of you don't know the answer, and so I'll leave it at that. So what came first? The written word or the spoken word? And the spoken word are those things unseen. You cannot see the unseen spoken word. But it is the most precious thing, the most important thing in my life. Amen. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be disrespectful to the written word. I didn't say that. I didn't say I didn't need it, but I need something more than just the written word alone. I can bring in the oneness here very, very clear to you on this, that in the beginning was the word unseen and invisible. We know it was with God, and we know it was God, but then he spoke. And it became written, and the book was Jesus Christ. And so, 
We're going to come back to this bag. I heard a message at the winter conference that changed my life. And even though I'm going somewhere a little different than the tremendous message that I heard, what's in this bag is more important to me than anything. Wow. I know you can't see anything in the bag, right? And I'm not tricking you. There's no mustard seed in here that you can't see. There's there's nothing in here. But what's in here is extremely important to me because it's unseen. I heard a message, and I really, really enjoyed it from Brother Stone. And he was talking about nothing, and I understand that because nothing, as far as we're concerned, is in this bag. But as far as God is concerned, everything is in this bag. It's kind of like this. I can tell most of us, including myself, realize just how important food is. But it's not the most important physical thing in my life. Well, some of you might say water. Well, yeah, water is very important. But both of those things I can live days without. But the thing that's in this bag, I can't live without but just a few minutes. It's very evident we keep these bags away from children because If they get their head in there and they begin to breathe, what takes place? The most important thing in their life is exhausted. Food wouldn't do them any good. Water wouldn't do them any good. And sometimes, I'm going to tell you, whether you stone me or not, the written word alone won't do you any good. God did not create everything with the written word. How did the centurion have great faith in all of Israel more than the Jews? Here came the written word. The written word came to him. And he said to the written word, am I right? The centurion said, some of you are not with me. He said to the manifestation of the invisible word. That means it was written down where you could see it. So the written word, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, John 1, 14. So the written word came to him, and he said, Hey, I'm not worthy that the written word should come into my house, but you just speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I'm a man under authority. What he was saying is basically, Jesus in your humanity, you're under authority. For you can only speak what the Word tells you to speak. He had the Word written all over him, but he could only speak what the Word told him to speak. That's why he could say, My Father and I are one. This and the spoken word are one. However, then he went on to say that my Father is greater than I. So what was he saying? 
The spoken word is greater than the written word. Some of you are making this way more difficult than it needs to be. I can read this every single day of my life. I can memorize it. I can post it all over my house and refrigerator. And we should. But that alone will not help me through day-to-day struggles until out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth writes, speaks. Thy word, thy written word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Not just reading it, not just memorizing it, but speaking it. I cannot speak it if it's not in my heart. Some of you still hadn't really got the revelation of this. I have not said the word, the written, was not important. I have not said get rid of it. I have not said quit reading it. I have not said quit studying it. What I'm trying to get you to understand is we put more confidence in the things that we see than the things that we don't see. We put more confidence in the written word than the invisible spoken word. The things that we see, the Bible says, are temporal, but the things that we don't see are eternal. We're trying to live for God as apostolics, and we have gotten off of really what faith is, and we really now have gotten to the place, if I see it, then I'll believe it. That is not faith. i got to be healed before I'm believing I'm healed. God's got to answer my prayers, and I see it answered before I really know he loves me in hearing me. Oh, I, I, I'm real. I know exactly what I'm talking about. God, you, you're going to have to bring the check in the mail before I believe it's coming. God, you got to bring me a spouse, have them sit right by me, Fall in love with me the first service. Ask me to marry them the next service before I believe you got one for me. I'm talking about things unseen. That's my thought, things unseen. What happened to the church of the living God where we're no longer dependent on the things that we do not see? I tried to demonstrate just recently uh, the importance of speaking and lifting your voice when you pray. Did I not? And that's what I'm trying to do today. Some of you know the Word of God, but when you go out, you don't witness the Word of God. When you go, you don't pray the Word of God. When you go, you don't speak the Word of God. When you find yourself in adversity, you're down and out. Your mouth is dragging. It's bottom lift. Instead of just taking it, why don't you speak the Word of God to it? The Bible says, lift up my hands which hang down and strengthen my feeble knees. Start talking to your hands. Talk to your knees. I know this is going to get, you know, got to get in our system, take some time because we're so used to waiting for that report 
from the test we had from the doctor. Some of us are more convinced we got it before they tell us we got it. Why take the test? Just go and tell the doctor, I got it. You know I'm telling you the truth. We're on pins and needles until we get the email result where we go to my chart and look up and see what the test results. And then when it says clear, oh, hallelujah, I knew it went. I got to get out of this type of thinking. I'm not saying the report won't come back and say what it is. But I got to believe the unseen God. I, I haven't seen God at any time. Yet I know he's in me. I haven't seen his hand reach down, but yet I've seen the evidence. Now faith is unseen. It is the substance of things unseen and the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report through the unseen. They understood that the word of that the worlds were framed by the word of God. This is so in me, I don't, I don't think I have to look at another note today. Isn't that something? No telling what will come out. Jesus found himself face to face with an archangel. He just happened to be Lucifer. In a wilderness. <laughs> Remember, please don't forget this, he's a written word. Is that right? He's the written word. He's the invisible word made flesh. He said he was the express image of the invisible God. Here comes the written word. The devil comes to the written word. And he begins to tempt the written word. A lot of people tempt the written word. A lot of people like to argue the written word. So the enemy comes and if thou be the Son of God, do this. Do that. Three times he came. Three times he came. And Jesus didn't just stand there and look at him and defeat him. He just didn't open the pages and say, devil, read this. But the written word began to get audio. I don't know if it was a CD, cassette, or 8-track. I don't know. But the written word all of a sudden got a voice. And he said, it is written. It wasn't the fact that it was written. The fact was that he said the word of God. Some of you are trying to win your battles without speaking the Word of God. You'll go home and read it, but you won't speak it. You'll go home and read it if you do that, but you won't pray it. He did not overcome the enemy by the written Word, by the spoken Word. God did not create things by the written Word. He spoke it. The centurion had great faith because he told what was written, speak it. 
I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you're feeling. But I'm telling you, it's time for the church of the living God to start being what we used to be and speak the Word of God. And if you don't know it, you better know it and start speaking it. You've got to understand, when Jesus began to say, and it offended so many, it offends Christendom today. It offends a lot of churches today. When we begin to tell him that Jesus is Jehovah, they go, oh, no, no. He said the same thing. He said, what if you see the true bread go back whence it was? What are we talking about? The bread. The bread is something physical. What was he actually saying? What if you see the written word go back to the unseen word, the invisible word? Oh, hallelujah, glory. Does this offend you? The words I speak, it is not me that speaketh, but, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He giveth thee the words to speak. And the words I speak are spirit and they are life. You know why we're dying? Because we're not speaking the written word. You know why there's no power? We're not speaking the word of God. Listen to me, sweet pea. You got a need in your heart. You ought to be speaking the word before you get to church. No offense. If you need a word from God, you ought to be saying, God, you promised me to speak a word to me. I need a word. I believe I'm going to get a word today. It is the will of God to speak. It is the will of God to speak to every single one of us. How do you get a verse from God in the first place when you need it desperately and you're in the darkest dark of your life? When you're saying, God, I need a, a word. And all of a sudden he gives you a chapter and verse how do you think you got that he spoke it and you turned to it and all of a sudden what do you do do you just read it silently no you begin to speak it out and all of a sudden you know that God spoke a word to you faith does not come by reading Faith does not come by writing. But faith comes by hearing and hearing the written word. Did not their voice go out, but who will believe it? My God, I'm sensing the Holy Ghost. I got to get back to believing the things I don't see. I got to believe that they exist and they're more important to me than anything in my life. This will change our life. It'll change our services. We won't have to push and struggle for a move of God. There'll be people coming before got to hear me. There'll be people coming before Sunday morning service. They're already speaking in their car. They're already speaking God. Today's my day. You say, I can't say that. Oh, you can't? Today's the day of salvation if you harden not your heart. He's already said today's my day. No, you didn't hear me. He's already said today's my day. 
He's already said, today is my day. Oh, hallelujah, glory. He's already said, I gave you life today, and I'm going to bless you today. He's already told me the devil's under my feet. He's already told me I'm the head and not the tail. He's already told me that his desire for me is to prosper. He's already, why don't we begin to believe that and speak the unseen things? I'm not talking about confess it, grab it type doctrine. I'm talking about with conviction. Stand on the word of God and wait. Knowing it's just a matter of time. How many years did the human race had to wait for the spoken word to become written? But when God said, I got a plan before the foundation of the world, you can mark it down and count it. It was going to happen. Just recently, I think it was last Wednesday, Sister Eva had a neighbor that had one of my old Bibles. I'm sure I gave it to somebody trying to bless them. Here, take this. You think it might be a coincidence. I know it wasn't a coincidence. After all these years, all of a sudden a neighbor gives her my old Bible. She didn't, it didn't have my name in it. She didn't know it was mine. But I had a lot of things God told me in it. And I couldn't write it down until he speaks. I better not try to write down a sermon till he speaks. Because all I'm writing is what he's telling me. I better not write what I think. Getting up there and just writing down all this sermon and giving it to you on a letter won't do you a lick of good. So she showed it to my wife. And my wife said, that's my husband's Bible. I know his handwriting. I came over and looked at it. Thompson James Study Bible. I said, yeah, that's my Bible. Give me my Bible. No, you ain't taking it home, Sister Eva. That's my Bible. God brought it back to me. I know, I know you love me, but you're going to have to wait to hug me. I got to looking through the pages. You say, did you, did you look through the Word of God? Well, uh, you're going to be sad. I'm going to disappoint you. No, I was looking for what I wrote down when God spoke to me in the wee orders of the night. I was looking to see what God wanted to remind me of what he talked to me back in 1989, 1990, and 1991. Oh, when I would, when I would hear the voice of God and I would get up in the wee, I'm talking 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. And the underlining theme of everything that I read was, wait on the Lord, be strong and of good courage. For I will bring it to pass. If he speaks it, it's going to happen. I don't know the day. I don't know the hour. I don't know when he's coming. But he said he's coming. So he's coming. Wow. Wow. I'm more of a oneness today than I've ever been because the spoken word became the written word. It's the same word. It's not two words. It's the same word. Yeah. 
You're, you're, you're not getting it yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep helping you a little bit here. Hey, I can destroy this. I can burn it. I can put it through the compactor. I can put it through the shredder. But I can't destroy the unseen word. I can't burn it. I can't shred it. I can't store it. So the written word went to Calvary to be destroyed. But the unseen word rose him up on the third day. Oh, my God of heaven. That's why when we get there, we will see God and God himself. He'll still have the cover. Thank you for somebody getting it. He'll still have the cover, but when you open it up, you'll see Jesus. I'm glad I'm apostolic, and I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He's God Almighty. <laughs> so which has preeminence? Which, which has priority? The written word or the spoken word? Every day of the life, it's the spoken word. That's why he said we're still one. When you've seen me, you've seen the spoken word. Hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. I'm beside myself. I said, I'm beside myself. You don't understand. We have believed the truth, and the truth has made us free. We apostolic Pentecostals, we understand that there is one God. His name is Jesus. Destroy this written, destroy this written word, and in three days, destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll build it back. Y'all, you're not yet 50 years old, and the temple was a long time building, and you're going to build it in three days? Yeah, when I get off that cross, you're going to see it in three days. Start speaking the word. Not with shyness, timidness, but with boldness. I'm not through yet. I got lots going to just flood my soul. When the written word gave up its pages. The physical veil was rent so that we could go into the invisible and the unseen. Now we have boldness to go before. I'm not saying being disrespectful to this. No, you know I'm not saying that. I'm saying start speaking it. telling you right now, if we'll get a hold of this, it may not take any pain away from you, but it'll help you get over that pain in a better way you're getting over it. 
with a better outlook, with a better attitude. Don't you understand that this written book, this physical book, has endured ages of people, can I say it this way? Can I, can I use of being sick, being diseased, being burned, being tormented, being abused? I'm using those terms because that's what you are. Aren't you the temple of the Holy Ghost? Aren't you living epistles? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, aren't you really now an extension of the written word? Uh, oh, hallelujah. My, my Lord God of heaven. Don't you understand? We have the spoken word in us. But yet when people see us, we ought to be the written word. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Hey, when you witness to somebody said, it is written. It says in the book. Uh, God said it here. Don't just tell them what you think. Tell them. They have tried to keep it from being printed. They have tried. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. They have tried to make it in all different types of translations to pollute it, to water it down, to compromise it. I'm glad I don't need any other translation but what was given me. I'm telling you right now, we have a Jewish scholar come here. He is a historical scholar. He said there's over 200 different translations of the Bible. He didn't know what we believed or what we hold fast to. He said, but far as I'm concerned, the King James Version is the most accurate. You know why he said that? Because he, he went out and dug in the caves after the Dead Sea Scrolls uh, were found. And he found other transcripts. Uh, and every one of them uh, are right in line uh, with the King James Version. Don't water down uh, the written word. Because then my spoken word won't have the power. Why did Jesus say? I've got to go away so that I can send the comforter who will be in you and abide with you. What was he saying? I cannot put this in you no matter. Open your mouth. But by me preaching, I can. By me speaking, I can. Do you know the Bible says, by your words... You will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. That is talking about what you're speaking. I don't know if this is doing anybody any good. Or you're just enduring it to get the... To get the nachos. I don't know what you're here, but I'm here to get something from the Lord that will change my life. And this has changed my life. I don't need any physical substance... What I need is the invisible God. What I need to know the things that I can't see are real, and they are there for me. Brother Stone preached a tremendous message. He said, nothing. It's when you have nothing is when you begin to have faith. No matter how much words you know, you don't have faith till you have nothing. Till everything goes wrong. Then you start believing, oh, God, help me to trust you. God, I don't know where to turn. Checkbook's empty. It's in the red. Cabinets only got some pinto beans, and I really don't want any pinto beans. But you're going to eat them if you get hungry enough, I guarantee you. Don't tell me you won't. You get hungry enough. 
You're going to go, some of them got that pull top. You're going to pull that top off. And if you're not careful, you're going to eat them cold. I know what I'm talking about. As a young man, I was in the Army, went home, did some hunting. started raining. My cousin was with me. Some of you have heard this story. It's a true story because I lived it. I don't know how it happened. Never happened before in my life. I'm used to growing up in the woods and doing all kind of things in the swamp. But somehow because it raining, I got off that island on another island. I don't know how in the world we did it. It was raining for three days. They had the whole search party out looking for us. And, oh, I didn't. We, one night we stopped by a wild hog camp where they killed hogs and slew them. And they had little lean-tos. And we started a fire. And we thought, okay, we'll make it this night. The next day, it was still raining. We didn't see no. You couldn't see anything. There were so many trees, you could barely see up in the sky. Raindrops falling, water rising. And we said, oh, my. We started walking. We found a cabin. Now, you're not going to like this. I wasn't born again yet. But I broke in that cabin. And there in that cabin was a was a pot belly stove in there we fired it up because it was during the winter time looking around in the cabinet guess what I found I found some filet mignon in there no I found some pinto beans Uh, we opened those pinto beans up those pork and beans I should say I'm telling you we we ate them we were feeling good we were out of the rain it was warm and we had a feast and the next day the next day it was raining and we started walking how in the world are we going to get off of this uh, my cousin was getting scared and, and and all of a sudden we saw a coast guard helicopter i fired around he didn't hear me kept on flying because that's what i saw All of a sudden, I'm walking up to water in my waist, and it's rising. And the next thing I see, no. Next thing I hear was this. I said, did you hear that? He said, yeah, we're not hallucinating yet. All right. And I heard it again. You got to understand, we were just back in the woods. You got to understand that. And, and, And the water was rising. My, my cousin was scared. He never went hunting with me again. I went back the next time I could. I'm not going to let it defeat me. Ooh. Guess what your pastor did? You can see me doing this. Had my gun out of the water. I went, Ooh. I couldn't see it, but I could sure hear it. I was going to be rescued, not by what I saw, but what I heard. He was still unseen. I went, we are going towards that, getting deeper. The next thing we saw was a John boat and a guy in Poland. I said, faith is the substance of things hope for and the evidence of things not seen now 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 is that faith we are saved by faith we are saved by the unthing that we cannot see for if we see it we no longer hope for it wouldn't it be nice tonight while we're sleeping If God enjoyed this message as much as I'm enjoying preaching it, 
he'd come into your bedroom. He'd go, whee! You know what you were doing? Where's the gun? Where is he? Come home, sweet pea. Isn't it time we start speaking? Get above all the things that we see, the things that we read. You know, I understand we got to be current. I understand all of that, but it affects us too much. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what you see. It doesn't matter what you read. My God is still in control, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to start listening for woo I don't know what the sound's going to be when he comes. All I know, he's coming with a shout. For me, it may be woo For you, it may be something else. When I hear it, I'm going to say, because I won't see him yet. But I'm going to say, woo-wee. And immediately, my feet will leave the ground. Stand to your feet, daughter, come. Start believing what you can't see. I know I need to. I said I need to. If you'll use this principle, just a few of you that are struggling with your tithing, if you use this principle, you won't have a problem tithing because you know God will bring from the unseen storehouse whatever you need. Come on, Sister Simmons, I need somebody to respond. I've given everything I've got. we got a building fund meal. You be sure to get you some, or you're going to hear me going, Woo-wee! We might start the service off tonight. Woo-wee! That could be our new battle cry. Woo-wee! You come in here depressed, I want you to start going, Woo-wee! You come in here sick, you come, woo-wee! You come in here bound, start, woo-wee! That is not the title. Woo-wee is not the title. <laughs> Get your own battle cry! Woo-wee! Can you see your pastor, 18 years old, with his shotgun wading through water? up to his waist, hollering with a smile on his face. Woo-wee! Looking. Where is he? Sing, daughter. When I Try it. Try it. You I might like it. I will Try it. It may help you. Going in and saying, 
Cause I know who I am. 